opposing the, the government, who's opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to sideline moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent. But we know that the hard left, who associate with the hard left, who just says that we want right to right wing, the hard left printing money, nationalisation without compensation, hard left wing hard left, the 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 Pretty painful to point out a problem So spared too much for us to even think about a mission Food and draw security event Melamin milk had affected so many babies And now suffer from malnutrition What's more, there was the vaccination issue Illegal business operation has cost expiration And led to panic and domestic What's wrong with the businessman And this bracelet to the business Writing on the babies And the question is There was still somebody who wanted the situation to be worse than the name is You know who? They will give you a style of perks They spy the traitor, the liar, the money-making jerks They are leading the public into a Another extremity work. Also, it's shameful to talk about some politicians because of the corruption and malversation of bidding sessions. Their sexual pics and the prostitution scandals are all as a disgrace to the country and its people. You are probably also confused about a situation in Taiwan and two to know the relationships between it and the mainland. Actually, for normal citizens, we just want us to be united as one because we think we're from one family the same. This is China, we love the country, we're the sound like shit oh really you sound kind of like shit as well there's a lot of background noise um there's a fan running oh right that'll probably be it's pretty warm and we don't have any air conditioning oh god it's so warm here what's it like over there now i mean yeah we don't have air conditioning it's not really a thing in in yeah it's not a thing in england not a thing in montana either really shit yeah yeah that makes sense uh it's really hot it's gonna be like the hottest week on record or something (laughs) it's gonna be like which means people are gonna be dropping dead of course yeah 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 Yeah, all the the right wingers are like what culture going mad kids getting this day off school because it's hot Back in my day, we had this one day in 1976 where it was really hot. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking idiots. Um, my granddad died and we just got on with it. <laughs> he, died, he died, I died, I got up, I carried on. Uh, my martyr <laughs> for neoliberalism, innit? Yeah, it, I mean, it's very hot. Like, long story short, it's really hot. Um well, it's 92 over here in your old-timey imperial units. Is that what we use here? No. No. No, okay, anymore, right? I was like, fucking hell, how are you alive? Uh, 92 in Celsius would be like the like center burning, of the sun Skin, or like, fucking peeling. <laughs> yeah, just, like, melting. Um, 
No, yeah, it's like it's I it's going to be forty degrees one day in in the next couple of days. I think. Oof, I I don't know. I'm kind of familiar with C, but like not super familiar. I know forty is really hot. Yeah, it is. It's it's um very like hot. I've heard people <laughs> say they go they go to Egypt or the Mediterranean in general and like oh it was forty degrees and I'm like oh, wow. Okay, yeah, that's hot. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is like in in Spain and stuff. I mean, it's kind of a bit more normal. Even getting close to Vegas temperatures over here. Yeah, the the world is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell, hell in a bucket, as Bob Weir warned us in in on a little late period Grateful Dead track. Uh. I tell you, I tell you, living living in America these days, it feels like I'm living in the last days of Rome. Really, like, it's just it's fucking cancerous, rotting barbarians coming over the border. You know, I'm saying from Mexico, build, build the wall. We need to build defend the, the white race. Uh, no. <laughs> Obviously, I made it in the real way, where it's like, yeah, the dilapidated empire that is just crumbling before my eyes and yeah. depriving its citizens of ever more rights. And we just got this other empire, well, not empire in a bad way, but this rising power over in the east that is uh, you're, just you're completely just... overtaking us in every way. That you're just glomming onto, like, I want a bit of that. You're, you're, you're basically defecting. this is genuinely my call out to be like when when are you guys accepting political refugees from the u.s (laughs) please take me on cpc i will do your outreach to anglophone countries please mr jingping my country is dying we run by brutal dictator biden and we need military intervention. <laughs> I hear that he's in your pocket already. Like, can, can you just cut out in the middle, man, and take me? <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I feel since we've gone to China, I might as well ask, like, you've been messaging me about Chinese rap music that you've been listening to? Fuck yeah. How, how <laughs> is that like... Because I'm just going to say, like, you know... Rap is all about the lyricism. Well, it ain't these days, but that's enough, like, grandpa <laughs> shit. But, you know, rap is, at its core, it's all about lyricism. And, like, forgive me if I'm wrong, you may have changed this. I mean, you're a very intelligent man, I'm sure you could pick <laughs> it up quickly. But you you don't speak uh, Mandarin or any uh, Chinese dialect, do you? <laughs> Ni hao. No, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, you're clearly on the way there. You've, you're learning. You're picking Honestly, it up. I should learn, though I have heard some Chinese people, some Chinese comrades telling me like it's one of the most complicated languages in the world. Mm. Uh, but um, it, it, To indirectly answer the question you were implicitly asking, though, the, 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 the main artist that I've been listening to, Vian, V-Y-A-N. Okay. Um... They're actually bilingual, so they do have some tracks that are like all Mandarin. They have okay. some tracks that are half Mandarin, half English. They even have some tracks that are almost all English, oh. and so it's it's a bit of an eclectic mix. And 
I definitely appreciate the ones that are in English more because I can understand them. But I've also been looking up the lyrics for the ones that are in Mandarin and tra- and translating them, and they make enough sense. Okay, um, yeah, but uh, okay, I can I can see understanding that. I mean, I have listened to some rappers uh, from different from countries where they speak different languages. So. It's not quite the same because you don't get the same level of wordplay and like the rhymes and stuff aren't as good, but like if you understand what they're saying, it's a beautiful language. I do yeah. love the sound of Mandarin and it goes really well with the music. Yeah. No, based man. So that's like Chinese music, Chinese television, Prestige television, <laughs> Chinese films, Chinese um, uh, news. Uh, is there any other Chinese thing? Chinese food? Been ordering it regularly. Uh, I only eat Chinese food. Isn't that right, Em? <laughs> Isn't Chinese food very popular with the uh, the American Jewish population? It is, because they're like one of the only big places that's traditionally open on Christmas Day. Ah, well, in the 1997 Woody Allen film Deconstructing (laughs) Harry, um, he like goes to hell to like retrieve his father and the devil's played by Billy Crystal and all this stuff and... Uh, his, he he get he finds his dad, who I think might even be played by the guy who plays uh, Larry David's dad in Curb. Um, obviously, the classic episode where he gets really high on uh, some swag. Uh, <laughs> uh, but relatable, yeah. Uh, but like his, he's like, right, let I'm let's get out of here. I'm gonna take you to heaven, and his dad is like. I'm a Jew. I don't believe in heaven. And he's like, okay, where do you want me to take you? And he's like, a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're pretty big in, in, in Jewish culture. I, I, I have genuinely been to a lot of Chinese restaurants as a kid. Like we, My dad loves dim sum. Yeah. Um, and that's in spite of the fact that my mom's always been... One of those people who claims to have a so-called MSG sensitivity that doesn't really exist. A a Madison Square Garden sensitivity. (laughs) I just won't get anywhere near that venue for for sports. Well, I mean, I was joking. I was joking about only eating Chinese food, but I I literally buy MSG by the pound. (laughs) 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 I, I love to make Asian sort of inspired fish dishes and vegetable dishes. Oh wow! Beautiful stuff, real healthy. Yeah. So, is there any other Chinese stuff that's like creeping you know, <laughs> into this Chinese uh, like dominance of Yaya's life? Is there anything else that we need to know about? Well, I will briefly go into uh, just I, I discovered this group Vian, uh, but because they I, I was watching the Chinese news, uh, of <laughs> yeah, course, as you and did. I saw that they had a piece about um, Chinese youth group. Chinese Chinese hip hop group does song for communist youth group. Oh. And it's all in English. I'm probably going to make it the intro to this episode. Uh, <laughs> okay. Apart from one word in the chorus which is just like what's my name or something that one phrase what's what, Slim what's Shady. Oh, no. Everything else is in English and it's basically just this <laughs> 
I mean, it's from 2016, so it's a little old, but still relevant because Trump and everything. And like, uh, it's just basically a takedown of America in general. Just like your country sucks, our country's great, and I'm I'm so there for it, man. I'm so there for it. Like they they have this line about how the, the they trust their police because they look out for them and uh, they're only scary to other countries. Man, it's just yeah. I certainly <laughs> I how, how only guns how how only how only their cops and soldiers have guns and they don't have problems with mass shootings and shit. I, I, I like, certainly <laughs> don't think that the police in this country are looking out for me. No, they're too busy lo- no. looking out for vile elements of the establishment. The uh, well, the police, the, by the, definition, the, yeah, they look out for the ruling class, don't they? Whether that exactly. be the dictatorship or the bourgeoisie, the labor, the, uh, the leader of the Labour Party. Yes, precisely. For they have just the Durham police, who I had, I put so much of my faith in. They have just, uh, <laughs> just in 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 plain sight, in the, the light of day, have orchestrated an establishment cover up of uh, Keir Starmer definitely being guilty of committing some made up lockdown related crimes. I would have to say this is an even worse establishment cover up than when Keir Starmer covered up the crimes of Jimmy Savile. <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that based on truth or is that yeah a joke okay it's a joke I, I based on truth <laughs> i mean i i both. know the crimes of jimmy savile i don't know how the two men relate i don't know how they relate well you've got a lot of learning to do i suggest um uh, what's a reputable source for this stuff? <laughs> CGTN, Chinese. Yeah, Korean yeah, I'm sure the Chinese, Russia Today, uh, I'm sure all the reputable outlets, in addition to, you know, like the Daily Mail, other trusted outlets who we've had some dealings with ourselves, you know, so we know that they can be oh, trusted. Yeah. Like, they've all uh, talked about the. Uh, Close associations between uh, Keir Starmer and Jimmy Savile, or well, rather that uh, Starmer refused to prosecute Savile while uh, director of public prosecutions. Look, I don't want to get I, this. That was meant to be just a throwaway joke, so I don't want to get into this too much. But look, if an issue of such magnitude never crossed Keir Starmer's desk, it never came to his attention while he was busy prosecuting people for stealing bottles of water in the London riots, <laughs> I would humbly suggest that he's the worst fucking director of prosecutions of all time. Ah, uh, uh, I see. <laughs> so he, he, he may well uh, just be, be a very, very uh, bad um at, Man. at at his previous job in addition to his current job and i guess also a very very bad man an evil man an evil man uh who who must be stopped uh at all costs um <laughs> <laughs> critical support to the conservative party of uk well i didn't say it but um yeah, they're having a leadership contest at the moment. Obviously, the question is who can uh, take on Starmer with his extremist links, um, a man unfit for office. 
<laughs> who uh, who is best equipped to take him on? I don't really want to talk about the conservative leadership uh, contest, but you know, it's just it's just a shame to see you know just like Donald Trump before him another deep state coup where um, where where a, 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 a proud leader of our country is is taken down. Although in this case, whereas Donald Trump was uh, was fighting against the um uh uh the villain what are the villains in the Q stuff called? They're not because Q's the good guy. What are they? Uh, I, I don't I don't know. The pedophiles, the, 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 the Democrats, the pedophile, the Pizzagate people. I guess like well anyway. So yeah, obviously the situation in Britain is a bit they have a different. Lot of enemies, it, the Jews, it, the CIA. It's a bit different to the one in America because whereas Donald Trump was uh, taken down by the CIA for, for and, and and assorted other deep state elements for getting too close to the truth about the um, global paedophile cabal, uh, Boris Johnson was removed for actually being uh, too pro paedophilia, even for the deep state. <laughs> Yeah, I, I take it that the conservative leadership contest over there is not much different from like the Republican primaries here, where it's just varying flavors of total shitbags all vying for who can get the most shitbag voters. Yeah, it's basically there's two concerns. They're going to be more right-wing than Thatcher on the economy. Austerity being over is over. Uh, all that, that stuff. That... Austerity is back, baby. Yeah. They managed to make austerity last so long it got to the next recession. Yeah, Boris Johnson, he didn't give a fuck about that shit. He was just too concerned with um, the stuff I just said. And so he uh, he he was just, you know, off, off doing all that and, and so forth. And so he was just happy to just put all this money into the country presumably secretly knowing that public investment is actually a good thing. He'd never admit it. He was just like, okay, well, if it will make people get off my back, we'll put the, the money into things. And now they're all like, no, we're going to tighten the purses. We're going to have <laughs> big, uh, you know, we're going to, um, what, what are their policies? Well, just bad, bad Thatcherite stuff. Really, <laughs> I don't, you know, just selling off the country to the few, as always. Yeah, 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 pretty much, pretty much. Um, it's although if you're interested in uh, selling off the country, Keir Starmer was also speaking positively in a recent interview of Andrew Marr of the role of the private healthcare sector in the NHS. So, oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. I think I sent you some headline about like, isn't it? The majority, fifty-four percent or something, over fifty percent of the NHS is now in private hands. That would not surprise me. Uh, that shit was turbocharged under. I know it was bad even when I was there. What five years ago now? It was turbocharged under Cameron, and it was started under Blair. And of course, there was that document that was circulated. It was leaked by Jeremy Corbyn in the twenty nineteen general election. He stood up there with this document that said that they're going to make it easier for all these American companies to buy up huge portions of the NHS. And the British media were just like, 
this is Russian disinformation. <laughs> they just, they basically were just like, they had to like think about it for a moment. They're like, oh, well, people in Britain like the NHS. Uh, they don't like Russia. It's Russian. This is Russian information. Is it true? Yeah, it's true. But it's Russian truth. You don't want <laughs> if it is it really true if it comes from Russia? I don't think it even was from Russia. It was like off a Reddit thread or something. <laughs> but like it's, it's like um it is just a knee-jerk response at this point. Everyone they disagree with is Russian bot or Chinese bot. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the the red scare never went away. It just kind of shifted and morphed a little. Yeah, well, of course, that's like the main thing that we can thank Boris Johnson, his short-lived prime ministership, for is you know defeating the anti-Semitic menace of Jeremy Corbyn. He really he saved the country <laughs> there. But yeah, that's the other thing. You know, if at, at any time uh, someone on the left disagrees with a liberal in Britain, now we can just get, oh, uh, y- y- well, actually, um, you're wrong, uh, and uh, furthermore, probably anti-Semitic. <laughs> like, <laughs> just bam, like. And I'm sure anti-Semitism, genuine anti-Semitism, has been totally solved over there, huh? Uh, yeah, Keir Starmer came in and he ended it overnight. Um, and yeah, but, but, but like especially when he said all that stuff about Israel not being an apartheid state, uh, even though it has nothing to do with Israel, Israel anti-Semitism in the Labour Party separate, is completely separate. Never the twain shall meet. <laughs> like Israel is technically a secular state. It's like it's it's imperial, and it's obviously on the ground actually controlled by a lot of religious interests like they're the most passionate voters like in america pretty much but that's but call it but equating the state of israel with judaism is like equating the state of the u.s with christianity like it, it's a attempting to be a theocratic state but is not a theocratic state yet. yeah well joe biden helpfully said uh, he woke up from his slumber on his current visit to israel and he mumbled something uh, about falling off a bicycle he said i just fell off a bicycle and uh furthermore you don't have to be jewish to be a zionist and you know and if you don't support israel you ain't jewish (laughs) yeah yeah that was so funny (laughs) he was like bruh is you even black like (laughs) the whitest man in the world (laughs) yeah like telling black people what's good for them yeah Yeah. but i mean he's what he said there in israel i mean obviously it's in the context of him being a horrible uh israel apologist piece of shit but just a joke general hawk yeah yeah. but it is true uh, it is true you don't you don't have to be jewish to be a zionist and to be a, a... the majority of american zionists are not jewish yeah yeah and many of the, the most obnoxious supporters of uh, of israel in its current state are not jewish like i was thinking of when when i was saying uh, they'll be like oh, you're wrong and uh, by the way anti-semitism just chuck that in there like i was thinking of luke Akers, the piece of shit fuck on the labor or NEC. His day job is for this kind of subsidiary of Bicom, which is like an Israel lobbying group and it operates in the UK and it's called We Believe in Israel. So this man is literally a professional lobbyist for an apartheid state, was uh, <laughs> topped, in fact, topped member polls in the elections for the Labour's National Executive Committee. Just because, you know, just, just he said, I support the leadership. And so they voted for him. Anyway, he was just 
going on about some some fucking shit on Twitter the other day, uh, just saying, oh, I'm getting it from a lot of lefty trolls, uh, a lot of very <laughs> horrible, like, and probably anti-Semitic, tro- like, <laughs> trolls, like, just throws that in there. And, and again, it's basically because, like, their shit, like, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't on the surface necessarily always seem like a genuinely moral crusade. It doesn't seem like they're on the right side of history. Like, you know, Luke Akehurst is spouting off his theories about the Vietnam War, real theories documented on his old blogs that me and Garite have covered on the show before, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and he, um, you know, he's saying, oh, uh, do you really think that supporting totalitarian dictator Ho Chi Minh over left-wing Democrats, uh, JFK and LBJ, is the <laughs> socialist position uh, in the Vietnam War? You know, he say that and people are just like, the fuck are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> and then he'd be like, um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 uh. Uh, and did you know that the people who disagree with me on this are anti-Semitic? <laughs> <laughs> Just a fucking casual. JFK, fucking... famous Jew. Yeah, no, JFK, yeah. big Jew, obviously. Yeah, he, he was a big imperialist in his own ways, but just not as big of an imperialist as the guys who came before and he, after him. He was heading in the right direction, and so they took him out. That's when the CIA, yeah. Bam, yeah. <laughs> And they had their stooge in LBJ, who's obviously one of the worst war criminals of the, uh, the 20th century. Mm. But, yeah, um, you know, we've talked a bit of politics. I, don't, I, I think my joke about the cover-up of the Durham, the Durham Constabulary and Keir Starmer and fucking uh, the cover-up of Jimmy Savile, that that was, like, my only joke uh, that I, like, thought of in advance while I was, like, thinking, oh, what are we going to talk about today? Um, you think about these things in advance? Uh, <laughs> well, I give it, I generally, you know, give it some thought. I'm like, because I want to come in. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to come in hot. I want to have something, but then I I sort of run out of rope pretty quickly. I'm just like, right, that's that's my stuff. Uh, so I always spend a good thirty seconds thinking, what the fuck am I going to talk about today? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I well, here is something. Uh, dig this. Uh, I'm just just double checking. I dig it. Just double checking. I still got MP3 Skype recorder going. Uh, yeah, it's still going. Cool. Um, per our conversation last time we recorded, I have now watched Father Stew. Oh yes, excellent. The new faith-based movie from star and producer Mark Wahlberg, um, director and writer. Mel Gibson's girlfriend and co-star Mel Gibson. <laughs> She's called Rosalind something. I haven't got the page up right now, but um, yeah. Anyway, uh, probably one of the strangest films I've ever seen. Just re- a real tonal mishmash, like five different films in jammed into one. So like, you know, he's a boxer. <laughs> Then he goes down to Hollywood and tries to become an actor and is uh, thwarted at every turn by evil gay people. And then he decides to join the church uh, to get some pussy and then he decides to 
actually like fully commit to it for, for real and then he gets like a a, a terminal illness uh, <laughs> but he finally defeats the uh, the gays who exist even within the uh, the, the Catholic Church and uh, is ordained as a priest. So it's all, it's a roller coaster. He's oh it gosh. captures Mark Wahlberg at all the different stages of uh, the life of of a Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so I haven't seen this film. I haven't seen tons of christian films but what i am familiar with of the genre like uh god is not dead and yeah the likes of that yeah that just sounds like it, it hit every single plot point of every christian movie i've ever heard of. yeah but it had swearing it's, in it and it's always got to have terminal illness and finding god and uh, is that angry atheist right yes Mel Mel Gibson yeah, plays yeah. Angry atheist. okay but yeah. but there's the key distinction because whereas in god is not dead it's uh like a uh, low rent fucking out of work tv actor ken sorbo it's fucking kind of mid-rent <laughs> na now once again in work mel gibson like that, budget superstar. That's a huge step up. <laughs> like, come on, and uh, you know he's really good in this. Like, I, like I'm, in as much as like, <laughs> it, you know, it's pretty thin material, but it's the kind mm. of role that suits Mel Gibson to just kind of be the, be just like this yeah. bitter old man, just like sitting, just like drinking some shit cheap beer, like his gut hanging out. I don't out. believe in God, yeah. but I hate him. <laughs> in front of his, like, fucking, like, tiny black and white TV in his trailer with his gun in the other hand, like, yeah, just sitting there like, ah, yeah, God, God, I'd fuck that asshole. Not that he exists, but if he did, I'd fucking ride him the ass. I'm just looking up the, the... I pretty much gave you and Tom a, a running commentary on this shit in our group chat. Yeah. I realized... It, it was fairly detailed. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I'd heard about the film, but, like, it was everything that I'd heard it was and more. Like, uh, just, like, a random quote uh, from it. I can't even remember the context. Like, I don't know why Mark Wahlberg's character... Then not a father yet, just stew. I don't know why he's feeling the need to assure this uh, other character of this, but he's like, I'm not gay, all right, and God's not a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> just like the perfect thing, like a really indignant. Why did the guy think he's gay? Like I don't know. I can't remember what the scene was about. Can you remember why he thought God was a gangster? Was it the bit where he was in prison? There's this bit where he goes to prison, uh, and he's like, the, the, the like, gay priest who, uh, is like, jealous of him, is like, uh, ooh, I'm gay, you guys should believe in God. <laughs> and, and all the hardened inmates, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
That's really guy. convincing argument. <laughs> like, I, I, I think this guy is gay. <laughs> I'm an atheist. <laughs> uh, and um, and then Mark Wahlberg's like, let, let, let me fucking handle this. Let me fucking handle this. All right. All right. <laughs> like, and he just basically tells all these, like, convicts, like, don't call your family. Your family uh, actually want you to die. <laughs> They'll be happy if they don't hear from you so they can just forget about you and your miserable life that you have. <laughs> fucked up but you know who does want to talk to you yeah 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 somebody does want to talk to you and that somebody is god (laughs) is that how you say god in a boston accent because like he's not supposed to be from boston in this film but you know he's sounding pretty fucking boston to me he sort of affects this light twang that's neither here nor there it's like ray winston trying to sound well like i like was he's about from to boston bring up that comparison in the departed yeah. <laughs> that's the inverse of what marky mark is doing in this film he can't you can take the marky mark out of boston but you can't take <laughs> the boston out of the marky mark yeah. Um, so what? What else? Have you, the other classic quote is like when Mark. Uh, so yeah, Mark Wahlberg's parents are like Mel Gibson. He's a hard and manual laborer. The first time you meet him, he's like driving his truck angrily, uh, experiencing some pretty bad road rage while listening to RP favorite favorite of Yair Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. Yeah. A song about working <laughs> life, and he's just in there like you fucking asshole. And then it turns out he's just like giving this lecture to this like little kid in the in the seat of the other car. Truly exemplary of America. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his mum is played by Jackie Weaver. That's the great actor Jackie Weaver, the Australian veteran Jackie Weaver, not the fucking uh, minor British uh, like politician i guess who uh was really like bossy in a really obnoxious british way in a meeting once (laughs) and became a viral success and like got a book deal and stuff (laughs) and everyone was like jackie weaver jackie weaver jackie weaver i'm like am i insane uh so what world am i living in jackie weaver in films Sorry, can you... Anyway, it turned out that actually she was wrong in that meeting, like, procedurally. She didn't even have the authority that she so uh, vociferously claimed to. Anyway, it's the good Jackie Weaver in this film. So already, stellar cast. Got Malcolm McDowell in it as well. (laughs) Like, all the greats. Nice. (laughs) Uh, and, and, And so Mark... Uh, is ha, has been like punched in the face one too many times as a boxer. You know he's wanted for hate crimes in several states for just accidentally beating up ethnic minority guys, thinking that he was in walking into the boxing ring. Not his fault, to be fair. Like he's got so much brain damage that you know, he's never quite sure he is. Anyway, he just gets like slightly too much brain damage, and so he can't be a boxer anymore. So he goes to his mum. And he's like, I'm going to become an actor. And she's like, baby, you don't belong with them L.A. people. They're a bunch of carpetbaggers, communist fucking fascist hippies. (laughs) (laughs) Communist fucking fascist hippies. Fascist hippies. 
beautiful, poetic. These holy weird freaks, right? You're going to hear a bit more about them. So he goes off to Hollywood. Like, there's loads of music, like, famous songs in this, by the way. Like, they've got Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. Turns out, one of the main things, because Mark Wahlberg was like, yeah, I, I plowed millions and millions of dollars into this film. <laughs> like, of his own money. And a lot of that went on the music budget, apparently. Like, that's, that's Must confirmed. Have done, yeah. Anyway, like, um, handsome, young, like, 49-year-old Mark Wahlberg or whatever, he goes to, um... He goes off to Hollywood, Hollywood, and uh, what what obviously is going to happen to a guy like him? Um, as soon as he gets off the bus, he is assailed with the eyes by a a woman. He's curious about this. Turns out it's a transgender woman in a shock reveal. He seems actually like pretty pleased by it, but it's a bit of a kind of. I mean, it's definitely it's a bad and cheap scene. But Mark Wahlberg's character, it's trying to say that he doesn't get off on this, like, that he finds it weird. He didn't do, like, a convincing job. He, obviously, this young, innocent, waifish, 49-year-old, tough guy, lots of brain damage from being punched in the face repeatedly. What is going to happen to a guy like that? But he gets gets into the sleazy Hollywood producer's uh, room and there's a kind of casting couch scenario going on. So he's like, come on, I came all the way down from not Boston to make my fortune (laughs) here. Why don't you give me a goddamn shot? And the guy's like, oh, you really want a shot? He's like, yeah, you bet. (laughs) He's like, what are you going to do? Are you prepared to do this? And he, like, <laughs> gestures to his penis. And Mark Wahlberg, like, uh, violently assaults him. <laughs> and causes uh, probably, like, several uh, hundred, if not thousand dollars worth of property damage by smashing his state-of-the-art camera that he's got presumably to film himself being sucked off um anyway he tried to he tried this guy mark Wahlberg, like me too's the shit out of him um you know presume that in his own way his own way he doesn't he, he doesn't need um to make it public because you know <laughs> he just be such he's so he's such a tough guy like he he like he's not weak like i was gonna say <laughs> like yeah victims. unironically kind of based to beat up your aggressor like that but just for the wrong reason since it was presumably the gay thing that bothered him less yeah than yeah the taking advantage him of him thing yeah 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 i mean yeah he's not really like i mean yeah the guy is like has a fine Financial, uh, like if it was a woman, I have a feeling he might have been like, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but there is obviously like the whole time, like Mark Wahlberg could beat the shit out of this guy. So unfortunately, he doesn't get very far as uh, an actor, and unlike the real Mark Wahlberg, who is <laughs> a professional actor. Um, fun facts. That's I'm sure that's on the IMDb I, I never trivia knew. page. Uh, Have you heard of this Mark Wahlberg fella before? I've uh, never heard of him. Why, yes, I have, and I'll tell you some more about him right now. So, Mark is basically, <laughs> uh, like, he notices this uh, piping hot Latin American, much younger woman, probably about half his, probably the same age difference to him 
that Mel Gibson has to the writer and director of the film. <laughs> like, anyway, he gets the hots for her and basically starts stalking her. Uh, and it is literally identified by his boss as stalking. Like, he's like, I need to clock off when he sees her and he, like, runs out. And the boss is like, whoa, 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 hold your horses. Stalking customers is a fireable offense. And he's like, you know, he takes a shot at, like, the woke culture that says you can't stalk <laughs> people and stuff. He's like, they used to call it romance. And uh, I love the retort uh, to this. This is some real, like, guys, guys, cinema dialogue here. Our meat sales are down 20%. <laughs> like, that's, you know, let's get down to the real issue. Well, I got some meat I can sell down here. Maybe that they were trying to imply that. It wasn't, I, I'm it pretty was sure. It another casting couch thing. I, yeah, yeah, I transcribed that verbatim. So, I mean, I don't think that it is really that sophisticated. But yeah, his boss tries to stop him stalking this woman. Uh, then he tries to reason with him, like, saying, look, the meat sales are going down because you're too busy stalking, I guess. (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway, Mark starts just going to her church, even though... Your stalking is really starting to interfere with your job. (laughs) Yeah, Mark starts following her to church, uh, literally, like, she's going to her church and asking her out and sitting in her church roof and being like, yeah, I'll learn religion. Yeah, I think I can do that. Yeah. But however, he's not fully committed to the the, uh, the Christ-like life because he's out like drinking a lot still and uh, having regular car accidents. He seems he seems to just be like maybe it's like a kind of David Cronenberg's crash thing. Like this is the only thing that really gets him off because that is certainly a film with like a weird relationship to sex because he has it. I think in the film precisely once before there's like. Before he takes his vow of uh, of chastity, uh, <laughs> and he joins the priesthood. Well, I I don't know if this is just like a uniquely American phenomenon or something, but <laughs> I've definitely met met multiple individuals who uh, they'd say stuff like, "Oh, I'm not very religious. I'm not I'm not a spiritual person. Uh, I'd love to go to church, though. I'd love to start like a Bible group and like get to know the faith. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, bro." Bro, just because you're not literally going to church every weekend, that don't mean you're not religious. If you want to go to church and study the fucking Bible like it's the literal word of God, you are already religious, my friend. And there's so many Christian movies that don't get that at all. They think, like, if you don't literally go to church like several times a week then you're an atheist well he's gotta he's gotta be in the church quite a lot to stalk this woman who teaches uh (laughs) teaches i bet it starts a lot for the people that way yeah Yeah, she she teaches like the kids there uh and so he starts like taking like the you know five-year-old like remedial level christianity crash course and so like he so he's like sitting there with well all... basically you own your wife right and, uh, <laughs> yeah you go do work she makes babies it probably is that kind of church if it's mark Wahlberg and mel gibson film but yeah like he's um they, they don't really get into that kind of stuff in the film but anyway yeah he, he, they probably didn't want to scare off any uh, christianity while like quite a thing here is also very disparate 
by nature, Protestantism yeah. just doesn't really get along with other sects. And so in order to make a Christian film even remotely successful, they kind of have to keep some vagaries about it, you know? Oh, this one is pretty explicitly Catholic. Okay, okay. <laughs> but not the... Because there is that vein of Catholicism, that sort of JFK, Democrat, liberal oh, Catholicism. Oh, not that, that pansy thing. fucking nonsense. No, this is like make, no, lo- this is make lots school. of money, fucking uh, Bill Donahue, like... Hardcore <laughs> Italian fascist Catholic. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, so he's just like doing lots of drink driving, uh, having lots of car crashes. He like has lots of... He gets... <laughs> arrested for like uh drink driving or disorderly conduct like so many times in this film one time he like gets caught by the police punching a statue of jesus (laughs) (laughs) base yeah and then like he yeah he basically like grooms he stalks slash grooms this much younger woman into dating him anyway yeah so they're dating like errol musk with his stepdaughter oh god yeah that i was saying that to you that makes so much sense that uh that that elon's dad is this fucked up old cunt (laughs) like uh but yeah so mark is stew mark you know whatever the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> They're one in the same. Yeah, yeah. He gets into his worst car crash yet during his latest bit of drink driving, and he's like in a coma. And then his girlfriend, she comes along uh, with a Bible. And like when she sits down next to him with this Bible, he just wakes up from his coma straight up. And his parents are just like, uh, what is that filth here? Here, have a copy of this. It's called God is Not Great. Why don't you read that instead? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, just before this, right? So just before this, this car accident, he's at the bar and, uh, this guy with like a really fucked up face sits down next to him and he's just like, uh, hey brother, how you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm good, man. Um, I'm gonna, punch you in the face because that's what i do with every guy i talk to at a bar he's like hold your horses brother i come in peace anyway it's like basically heavily implied but white men who overuse the word brother always a little sus well one white man who is definitely white who called people and i mean the full who, word brother who called no. people uh their brother <laughs> in christ was a a man called (laughs) jesus christ himself a white man called jesus christ uh white as china uh, precisely white as the heroin that jesus christ did did you know that jesus christ was big (laughs) on heroin yes uh but 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 anyway it's like heavily implied that this guy with like the hideously scarred face sitting next to mark Wahlberg at a bar is jesus he's just drinking water <laughs> uh, and another christian movie bingo thing yeah. yeah he's like uh don't drink and drive tonight brother and mark Wahlberg is like uh <laughs> what is this pussy shit <laughs> don't you, tell me what, what to are do. you talking about what are you gonna tell me to wear a mask in a pandemic <laughs> or are you telling me it's even possible to drink drive without a drink first that doesn't sound as scientific to me so yeah he obviously uh jesus has a hot tip there he he knows that mark is going to get into a horrible car crash anyway so he wakes up from his coma because of the bible and then he's like hanging out with his girlfriend and she's like been saving herself for marriage 
you know, she's a very, very strict Catholic. Um, but he's, like, a bit bummed out. He's just kind of sad. Like, he's just been in an accident. He feels a bit aimless. Like, his career as an actor, probably as a meat packer as well. They're not going anywhere. So he he's just, like, sad. And so she's like, okay, you know all that stuff, I believe, that's, like, been integral to my belief set about no sex before marriage. Fuck all that. I'm, I'm gonna have sex with you and um <laughs> mark is like yeah tight let's do this nice. this is what i've been looking for <laughs> anyway i knew that if i just kept nagging you then i would eventually wear you down yeah to the point that you give up because she's like well this guy's like stalked me pretty hard he must be into me so yeah we're doing <laughs> we're definitely gonna get married so what's why not just do it a little bit early what's the difference what is marriage except a lifelong stalking contract well, yes, I believe that's what it says in the Bible. So they have sex, and then Mark, Mark is just like, he goes to confession, and was like, he's like, ah, I didn't enjoy it at all, actually. It was awful. All I could think about was disappointing God. Uh, so he feels so guilty about it, and he's like, he doesn't really, you know, he, he literally has no, like, consideration for, like, how she feels in all this. Uh, so he, like, agrees to meet her at uh, a diner where they went on their first date, all that, however long ago it was. He's like, I've got something to tell you. It's a big, big thing, and it's obviously 100% set up so that she thinks that he's going to ask her to marry him. And he's just like, yeah, so I'm joining the priesthood and I'm taking a vow of celibacy. So thanks, but I am just going to kind of like disappear from your life. Uh, I hope you get straight with God uh, for defiling yourself <laughs> uh, like that. <laughs> so um, so he's off to, you know, seek purity for himself. And uh, he kind of throws her to the wayside. Just to kind of Douglas Adams-esque so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, like, becomes a priest. Well, he, he joins the seminary. He persuades Malcolm McDowell to let him join the seminary school. So he's there, like, learning the ropes. He's got the, like, a bit of a, like, mismatched buddy comedy kind of thing. You know, someone else compared it to Revenge of the Nerds, like, where he, him and the, the gay priest who's jealous of him, like, have to share a room and stuff, and he, like, keeps him up all, very Mike Gapes, actually, like, he keeps him up all night, like, just ringing his bells. He's like, I've gotta practice ringing my bells! Uh, so presumably there's some art to, <laughs> to the ringing of, of the bells. He does make some actual friends there as well. Uh, he sits down, this is one guy, um, who's called Ham, his friend Ham. He basically just sits down, he introduces, he just like, but introduces himself. Not literally this, but it, it's pretty much like, he's like, ah, so you're black, eh? So what's that all about? Like, <laughs> 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 just like, full on, like, Gran Torino, like, starts with a racial ribbing, and this... Can I use slurs? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> can I say it? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, let me, I've always wondered, let me ask you this. You guys can say it? Why can't I? So, like, so... Uh, um, yeah, he basically just, like, has a whole, like, very, very, like, racial rapport with this guy, Ham, as well as making fun of him, um, for being called Ham, <laughs> which is so funny. I don't know if that was, like, in real life, there was a- Wait, is this a black guy named a Ham? A black guy named Ham. Like, like, almost like the Mormon, like, curse of Ham thing? Well, he's like, yeah, it's in the Bible, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's yeah, like, that's that cool, bro. Right. That's church. I read the Bible, man. I mean, Ham is also just a weird name in general, but... Mm. Anyway, he... Especially with that reference. Yeah, so they've got this whole banter going around, revolving around that guy being black and called Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Your identity is a joke yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, when... So Mark starts uh, showing these signs of, you know, maybe not being... He, like, so he starts, like, feeling all fucked up and he hasn't even been punched in the face or got into a car accident. Like, he's just, like, falling over and shit. And he's, like, he's, like, losing games of basketball. He's like, hey, 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 you're black. It's like, <laughs> come on. You have the upper hand. But... He falls over one day and he just can't get up and it turns out he has some like incurable like I guess like ALS kind of thing like basically he loses it kind of muscular yeah there's such a cringeworthy scene where he's like give it to me straight dog what what will go first and he's like well I can tell you what goes last dick. no he's like if a dog the doctor's like well actually uh, erectile function is generally one of the last things to go and he's like doc nice. I'm trying to be a priest here <laughs> such a cringy moment just like imagine imagine he just put that in no put that in put that in we want all the the abstinent uh, trainee priests to cheer when <laughs> yeah we're making a good life choice <laughs> I mean yeah the rest of the film is just like him what? oh sorry I just put on the Pearl Jam song by accident on my phone like the, re- the rest of the film is just him like uh, progressively like losing um, his bodily functions and like getting really fat as well like they like bulked mark up for this i think partly prosthetic and partly he really put on a bit of weight and he he is like really fat by the end like comically comically fat because it's mark Wahlberg. yeah i don't think i've ever seen him fat no i don't know i don't know if it's been done i told you i watched that movie recently where he was autistic that was like a, a not a novel mark Wahlberg thing you know outside of like he was a tough guy in that film but yeah like a heavily <laughs> autistic tough guy <laughs> so yeah in this he's like a, a tough guy who is like untuffed by this like hideous life-ending disease and yeah, that's basically like the last bit is just like they've got a bit of like a redemption arc. Mel Gibson's character um, stops drinking, and he he, he... oh. Uh, so another thing is like for, so the reason that Mel Gibson hates God and Jackie Weaver as well. They hate God so much. They raised uh, Mark as a godless pagan. Is that their other son died? <laughs> so maybe she got this whole like the wrong kid died thread Classic. running through the yeah. film like <laughs> Mel's just constantly like staring at a picture of his dead son like was, <laughs> you know his gun in his, his hand oh and when Mark announces to him and his mum that he's gonna join the clergy uh, Mel just like pulls out his gun like cocks it and just hands it to Mark and he's like you might as well finish me <laughs> off instead of d- disgracing this family by joining the priesthood <laughs> but at the end actually Mel get unironically what I'd do if my child said that to me <laughs> unironically <laughs> I just uh, give, give Mel Gibson a gun and uh, tell him to uh, well, shoot he, he probably wouldn't need an excuse would he <laughs> uh, to shoot me oh yeah <laughs> fuck 
<laughs> oh wait, no, he officially doesn't hate the Jews anymore. It's all no, good. he was gonna make a film about the Maccabees, uh, not the like lo- <laughs> low level indie band from the mid two thousands. Yeah, he was gonna, he he like had Joe Estherhas of all fucking people. Like you're writing this like serious historical epic. Like just get like Joe Estherhas who just wrote writes like the trashiest shit and hadn't done anything in years <laughs> at that point. I like some Joe Estherhas shit. Don't get me wrong. And you did do a fil- couple of films with Costa Gavras, actually. So he has got like a little bit of cred in like serious cinema, although they're not yeah. among uh, Gavras's better films necessarily. But um, yeah, that was meant to be like Mel Gibson's like mea culpa to the Jews. <laughs> like he was going to do this whole thing like after Passion of the Christ. And, Are we even? <laughs> yeah, after his comments he made when he was arrested and all this other yeah. shit, uh, he he was like gonna make this whole film that was just like, yeah, Mel Gibson actually really respects the rich traditions of uh, Jewish history, but um, no, it never came <laughs> it it never came together. And Joe Esther has actually wrote like um an expose of Mel Gibson called Heaven and Mel, which painted him as a a full on anti semite who was literally just doing it to get back in the good graces of Jewish people. <laughs> Uh, and also it had some kind of juicy stuff about his like rages and and so forth ah where was i you were telling uh, mel gibson was uh telling marky mark to just shoot him yeah yeah so he yeah so he hates god because like the wrong kid died and then he's like hates god even more for a bit because mark's also gonna die his other son but then by the end he's back together with jackie weaver it's like they preserve for tradition of marriage I don't know if they ever got divorced so much as separated, but anyway... They're, if they're Catholics, probably not. Yeah, yeah, they're back together, and he is attending AA meetings and has accepted a higher power. Because I'm, I'm sure that every every divorced couple should really get back together. Yeah, just like... It's definitely not a great reason why they get divorced. Just like uh, Mel Gibson with his ex-wife, who uh, we heard those uh, lovely messages that he uh, recorded down the phone <laughs> to her. They should... They, they I'm sure... Rosalind Ross, the director and writer of his film, would be perfectly happy, you know, just for, for Mel to, you know, bring his family back together as it should be (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think that's pretty much my my whole like rundown of the entire plot of fucking father stew it's pretty good yeah pretty in in depth insane film like what what (laughs) i genuinely one of the strangest things i've watched in a while sounds like it yeah yeah just remember (laughs) at the end of the day I'm not gay, alright? And God's not a gangster. <laughs> I'll remember that joke. Oh, oh yeah, the other really jokes bit is like, so obvious, so when he joins the seminary uh, and is becoming a priest, the whole time the girlfriend just completely disappears. And then, after all he's been through, uh, Malcolm McDowell, the, the chief priest... <laughs> The high priest, the witch doctor, <laughs> the king priest, whatever they call <laughs> the, them, the yeah. anti-pope. He's just like, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, base. I spoke to the archdiocese, and um, yeah. Sorry, you can't become a priest. And they basically, 
They're just like, it's basically like ableism. They're just like, you can't become a priest because your horrible, like, disabled ass will just be, like, drooling on the confession booth and, like, um, <laughs> pissing on the wafers or whatever. Like, and so they are like, yes, no, sorry, disabled people can't be priests. Them's, them's the ropes. Them's the breaks, as Boris Johnson said in his resignation speech. Uh, again, R.I.P. A brave wow. man, a noble man, a, an ordinary man. Then Mel Gibson is like, wake up, son. We're going to church. He's like, church? But you said you'd never set foot in one of those places again, Dad. He's like, God, get, a, get your goddamn suit on. We're going. And so... Mel Gibson takes him to church, and uh, the, his girl, his ex girlfriend, is standing outside church in a a white dress, and it's just it looks like they're like they've like arranged a marriage for him before he dies. <laughs> like his family have just like arranged marriage. Bequeathed he, his dad's spoken to her dad, and he's bequeathed her unto him for his final days. And like, yeah, Mel Gibson's like, yeah. You're gonna need someone to wipe your ass who isn't me. But that's the kind of Jesus that, it's, Christ. It's a very vulgar kind of film. Like that's why I'm saying it's different to most Christian films because it's like fuck this, fuck that. Ever. And that's so unvarnished. That is like so brutally just Christian. Like, that is, like <laughs> with none of the window dressing. Yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah, you can't be a priest if you if you're disabled. Fuck you. Ah, ah. But here's the twist. <laughs> and then. Uh, they're giving someone a... I'm just explaining again, just because MC... Yeah. Uh, Marky Mark was bequeathed a wife because he's so disabled that he needs someone to wipe his ass and his dad doesn't want to do well, it. Well, that's what his dad told <laughs> him. Movie. That's what his dad told him. Like, but actually, the twist is that Malcolm McDowell put in a good word with the Archdiocese and they are letting uh, Marky Mark oh, they let him be become a priest. Yeah, the white dress was just a decoy. I don't know... They're like, they're like, can you come in a white dress just to trick <laughs> Father Stu? Just, just, just to fuck with, like, our dying, my, my dying son. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, actually, they let... Catholics are nothing if not jokers. Yeah, well, exactly. And they, they lead him up the aisle, uh, not to get married, but to uh, be ordained as a priest. And then, like... Yeah, I think, like, IRL, like, the, he basically just died, like, there's not, not really much happened after that, he was pretty much in the final stage. I doubt stages. he did much actual priesting. Nah. Pray, prayer up! There's this, so, you get, on, um, so I've seen screenshots, I haven't actually got the promoted ad, which I really should at this point, but Mark Wahlberg has got this, like, new Christian app that he's like big into it's one of his many business ventures and it's just like there's just a picture of him like marky mark uh (laughs) marky mark's like hey all you out there get your rosaries out and let's prayer up (laughs) like (laughs) yeah they talk like that yeah and i saw this up this like article it was like some stupid clickbait article on the independent site it was just like this man's life was changed by six words from mark Wahlberg. i'm just like okay so how many of them were racial slurs <laughs> <laughs> only four <laughs> it's like uh prayer up boston strong uh, what else? Redacted, redacted. Yeah, Benny just says his name. Prayer up, Boston Strong, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> like, signed Mark Wahlberg. 
<laughs> That's seven words. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean literally signed. I mean, just... just, yeah, just, uh, just, just I don't know. Mark, Mark Wahlberg would signed. probably say the part yeah. out, li- out loud. <laughs> yeah, that's for sent... Do I say the stuff in parentheses? <laughs> that's the clean version. You don't want to hear the stuff in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Christ, not a cracker. Yeah, I mean, it'd be the most cucked plot ever if it was a whole movie basically about becoming a priest and he doesn't become a priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's literally... That'd be like watching the Batman with no fucking Batman in Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He has to become Father Stu at some point. Otherwise, it's just <laughs> Stu. <laughs> just... What's this, even with this title? Yeah, just a film about a guy called Stu. He doesn't have any kids either, so it's not like it's got some double <laughs> meaning. <laughs> well that sounds like a trip a trip that i hopefully never go a, down. a psychedelic but trip i feel like i've been down it with you today oh yeah we've been down down so many roads um and they all lead to boston like every road yeah yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is china we love the country with the children of in the red dragon in the evil but a peaceful place the beautiful men we're rich have these terrible things to deal with We've made the progress and we are trying to prevent this happening The power of Chinese people in China Are gradually proving that we can make a better world This will have peace and harmony Through developing mobile payment We can now use apps to pay in nearly all the situations Even to make employment with the doctors We don't have to wait in line and trust a hard customer To just pay to register Meanwhile we can trust the public security Cause the policemen are kind to citizens But crucial to our enemies We have tight gun control laws And we no fear gun slaughtering Cause only cops and soldiers are able to touch it. As for scientific achievement, we have Tuyo who discovered atomicity. Also, there are KBBF, Crystal, and Shenzhou series in astronomy. We are now leading the developing North Pool and backward countries in technology, economy, science, and other aspects to make a better world just like the old, old history. Yes, we do want the recovery just for a better living and our great, great China drink to see. This is China, we love the country with the check for loving and the red dragon and the evil but a peaceful place, the beautiful land, we're rich, cultural men. This is China, we love the country with the check for loving and the red dragon and the evil but a peaceful place, the beautiful land, we're rich, cultural men. It's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.